One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In 1997, Hong Kong returned to Chinese rule. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was published. Ellen DeGeneres became the first openly gay woman to star in her own sitcom. And the Khmer Rouge held a trial for Cambodian dictator Pol Pot. But the thing the world was talking about was the box office battle between Dante's Peak and Volcano. Everyone remembers where they were and what they were doing the day those films released. And it was in a cinema, watching them. Today they go head-to-head in the final Clash of the Titles, the movie podcast where two films with something in common go head-to-head in a fight to the death. Meaning that after four years of talking it up, we're actually doing the two biggest movies of 1997 and maybe ever. I would like to underline that these are just precautionary measures. Um, We don't want to start a panic. Did anybody feel that? Gentlemen, please remain calm. Please just stay calm. I felt dead. Don't push. Please stay calm. I don't describe this, but the tarp, the tarp themselves are on fire, and they're right now spilling out onto Wilshire Boulevard. It's coming right up out of the ground itself. It's as if the tarp caught fire, melted, and somehow expanded. The downed fire truck is still on its side. Injured firefighters desperately in need of medical help. Rescue personnel are starting to arrive. I know this sounds crazy, but it almost looks like like lava, volcanic lava pouring onto the street. It really has all been building to this, meaning the heat is on, so let's get it on in the penultimate episode of Clash of the Titles. Hello, Clash Podders. I'm Chris Tilly. I'm Vicky Crompton. And there's no Alex today. So for our final episodes, the trio is a duo. (laughs) How are you feeling about that, Vicky? About being a duo? Yeah, you're stuck with me. That's all right. It's always all right. Anyway, we're doing Dante's Peak and Volcano. Finally. (laughs) Finally. Do you think people know that this this is what we pitched it on? I say pitch. I don't know if it was ever that formal, but... 
It was this was this is the promise of the premise. This is the two the only two films I could think of at the time when uh, we talked about doing movie jewels, movie we did, yeah. flashes. Well, no, I think it was Armageddon and Deep Impact, but oh, this was yeah. the second one. Yeah, this was the other one. And then we I think we got super, super superstitious about doing it for some reason. We just never had the time. No, I tell you what happened is I kept saying this is good for a live show. Oh yeah. Uh, because I think it is. Because don't think we're going to be. They're not going to last a huge amount of time. They're both fun. They're both stupid. Uh, we are going out with a bang. It's just we're going out with two slightly shit films. I don't know. They're fine. They're perfectly watchable and entertaining. They are, yeah. And we're going to have fun talking them through. Yes. So what was the clue you gave? <laughs> are you ready? We're finally having a lava fun. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. Oh, um, my God. I mean, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's not bad. No. Actually, do you know what? I'm playing it down because I expected you to fall off your chair laughing. I think it's, it's, it's really good. I think it's the best. A, la- a lava, lava fun. A you lava should have done fun. it in a silly black accent. That's exactly what Alex Zane said. Really? And I bollocked him for continually <laughs> railroading me to doing an impression. In four and a half years, I haven't. I don't think I have. Do, well, you do it now. With, no, I'll get, tell you what. Get I did a lot do, of stuff off our chest I today. Did, I did do an impression for you, didn't I? I've um, Daphne from Frasier, but I think it was... In, it's just your accent. Private, yeah. It's just your accent. Yeah. It's not a big reach. <laughs> to Americans, you probably sound identical <laughs> to Daphne. Yeah. Um, so lots of people guessed it correctly. Brilliant. Uh, so I'm just looking now. Sorry, I'm jet lagged. I got back. My boil is not working. I've not done everything I should have done. Um, the, I mean, all right, let's just go through. Robert, uh, Zombie, BG, uh, Alex Sugden, Richard Hockney. I'll read them all out. Uh, Russell. Tim Wilkins, Mark Pearson, Smash Body Mind didn't get it right. They they knew what it was, but they decided to go another direction. Fine. Craig Maine, Scott Shawley. Uh, this could go on forever. Joseph Connors. Hi, Joseph. We haven't heard from you in a while. John, I mean, everyone got it right. Well done, everyone. Well done. Thank uh, you. That to me means it was an excellent clue. Yeah. I've been waiting to say that for a while. Congratulations, Thank Vicky. You. Those are my metrics. Finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, connection section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, well, apart from the obvious one, which yeah, is they're about the same thing. There's, there's quite a lot, actually, isn't there? Yes. Although they're very different films, they, they share a lot of DNA. My favourite one is the lead men are both supposed to be on holiday. <laughs> I mean, that is specific, isn't it? I love that. I, yeah. Yeah, because, oh, they've both got to learn a lesson. Yeah. And the lesson is enjoy your holiday. Go on holiday. But if they hadn't... Been there. If they, yeah, if they'd stayed on holiday, I would everyone would have died. In the case of Tommy Lee Jones, he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he is the person in charge nonetheless. Oh, yes. We will get to that on Thursday. <laughs> There's a massive issue at the heart of that movie. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, the lesson he I'm just thinking about this. The lesson he learns on in Volcano is just stay on holiday. Yes. They, they phone him at the end. Yeah. There's a new one. He's like, no, I'm on vacation. But if he'd done that the first time, yeah. everyone in LA would be dead. Everyone would be dead. What a yeah. weird lesson to learn. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're both volcanologists, which is a word I'd never heard. Yes. Uh, there's cooked... I mean, I was struggling with rodents, but there's cooked squirrels and mm-hmm. cooked rats. So yeah. that's rodents, no? There's, there's dogs. Um... Oh, the rescue of the dogs. Yes. My God. It's shit in both of them, isn't <laughs> it's it? So, it's such so a shit volcano where they'll kill two firefighters yeah. without thinking about it, but not a dog. No. Yeah, well, Alex would defend that. I know, but he's not 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 here. here. (laughs) I guess they'd done the dog thing was 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 a big moment in Independence Day, so they were just like, okay, well, it's just cut and paste. But but yeah, yeah, but like it feels like an afterthought in both movies. Yes, 
Um, it did the point that I don't think either of the uh, dogs are credited at the end of the films, which annoyed me. <laughs> Typical. I wanted to know what the dogs were called. Unbelievable. Um, James Newton Howard was involved with both scores. Boring, <laughs> boring connection of the day. <laughs> this is a little bit weak. Someone gets their legs broken in yes. both of them. Yes. Kind of understandable if when there's rocks involved. Yeah. That's all I've got. Fine. Though. Should we get into it? Yeah. Okay. On Thursday, Vicky's showing us her volcano, meaning today I'm revealing Dante's peak. <laughs> so let me take you on a journey. Pierce Brosnan is pissed off because a volcano killed his girlfriend. And if the mountain won't come to Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan will go to the mountain. The volcanologist trying and failing to save the people of Dante's peak from Dante's inferno. Though they won't listen as the entire town is basically the mayor from Jaws. But while it seems like a disaster movie, this is really a story about cutting toxic members of your family out of your life. The message being, treat your daughter-in-law well or have your legs burnt off by acid. <laughs> so where did you first see Dante's Peak, Vicky? Well, I think this might be the first time I've seen it because I was very cocky. I was like, I've seen this before. But I don't think because... Why would you be cocky about that? I don't know. I don't like to not know things. Okay. Uh, grandma, oh, yeah. grandma in the acid lake. I was like, no, I haven't seen this before. That's fantastic. So obviously I saw one volcano film that year and it wasn't this one. Okay, so you've definitely seen... You had definitely seen Volcano, but yes. not this. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'd seen them both. I, I, I can't remember much about either of no, them. No, so no. you might have seen it. I forgot. I was pretty surprised and shocked by Grandma in the Acid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 97, they came out. Uh, these are not films I would have gone see in the cinema in 1997 uh, when I was at uni. Right. You know, middling to bad reviews, couldn't be asked. had better things to do. So these would have been video watches with my mates on a Friday night or whatever. And they ju it's just they whatever. Just okay. yeah. yeah, very, very forgettable. And yet I think they'll be very fun to talk about. Um, so uh, let's get going um, with Dante's Peak, this uh, disaster film uh, directed by Roger Donaldson, who we've had fun with in the past. What have we done? Um, cocktail. Oh, yeah. And I think he did Species. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Inter interesting yeah. CV. Um, written by Leslie Boheme. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, the story's modelled after Mount St. Helens. And I learnt from the commentary, which I did listen to did on the you? plane. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most exciting commentary. Gosh, really? Roger Donaldson <laughs> isn't the most exciting commentator. Uh, but I learnt like two or three facts okay. and I slept through quite a lot of it. Right. Um, it, it, the footage throughout most of the film, that the, the volcano footage, inspired by the couple called The Crafts. Do you know about them, their story? Yeah. See, I've picked up on this and I keep meaning to watch these films. Oh, is that the documentary? Exactly. That was out this year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's three films about them, actually. Yeah. Two of them are made by Werner Herzog. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them came out and it got lots of acclaim. Yeah. And I, it, it sounds like something you used to watch on a huge cinema screen, but it also sounds sad because yes. they were a couple, um, Catherine and Maurice. Uh, they were French volcanologists and filmmakers, and they died uh, on Mount Uzen in Japan on June the 3rd, 1991. But they became well known as a couple who filmed, photographed, recorded volcanoes. No one had got as close as they had to what was going on in the middle of the volcano when it erupts. And ultimately, it very sadly killed them. But yeah, uh, Werner Herzog made Into the Inferno and The Fire Within. Uh, and then Fire of Love was the big one. Right. From, from, I'd uh, like to see it. Last year. Yeah, it sounds great. So 
1990. Uh, oh, so yeah, so he, they just died actually when he was inspired by their footage to. So that's what he was trying to capture while he was making this film. Um, and then obviously, I'll just briefly touch upon the the twin movie thing because we had two volcanoes coming out the same year. Twentieth uh, Century Fox's volcano was supposed to hit first on February the 28th, 1996. And then Universal had Dante's Peak on March the 7th. But then there became this battle for which film would be first because I guess the idea is if you're first out of the gate, you've got more chance of being successful because people want to, want, won't want to go to the cinema twice. I don't think they would, Essentially no. the same movie. No. Uh, and so um, Universal announced that Dante's Peak was going to be out on February the 7th. So they gazumped Fox and put, took out trade ads all over the place saying, this is what we're doing. And so Fox couldn't release it at the end of 1996. Uh, it wasn't going to be ready. And so the only place they could put it was January. But they were re-releasing Star Wars in oh, January. Right. Uh, a New Hope was coming back into cinemas with this special edition. And George Lucas was talking about making new Star Wars movies. And they didn't want to piss off George Lucas. Plus, there was a lot of money on the table by re-releasing Star Wars with a special edition. Uh, and it was huge. And so uh, they did not do that. They considered May um, for releasing it. But The Lost World Jurassic Park was coming out in May. Another disaster movie, essentially. And yeah, that was huge. So they decided on April instead. And that ended up being something of a disaster for them. But I guess more on that on Thursday. Uh, as for Dante's Peak, that was kind of a success. Mm. Cost uh, 116 million, which seems insane that's for a 1997. A yeah, that's a crazy amount. Yeah, but it made 178 million. Okay, which I think is fine. Yeah, and certainly better than uh, what happened to the film on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So I've got some sort of factual stuff, but we'll get into that when we're talking about the film because that's a bit dry. But the film isn't. <laughs> How nice. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, the movie kicks off with something erupting in Colombia. People running and screaming, and volcanologist Harry Dalton, played by Pierce Brosnan. The Dalton thing—it's not an—it's not a bonding joke, think is it? Because so. that's rude. No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, but fine. it is weird. He—I mean, wouldn't you say I don't think I want to be Dalton in a film? Yeah, because it seems mean-spirited. Uh, but okay, fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Mean-spirited if your film's a classic, but it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and so he's escaping with his lady friend. Well, this is the thing because uh, I hadn't seen it and it's shaky. There's a lot of shaky cam. Don't yeah. mind, don't mind yeah. that. Very strong start. You're like, oh, we're in, we're in a volcano already. Mm. I was like, is this starting at the end? That's maddening. Mm. But no, it's fine. We're in. We're just in a volcano. James Bond style. Brilliant. And then you see the woman... And then you're like, oh, because I remember, that. oh, that's not Linda Hamilton. Oh, you're going to die. And the minute he's like, Marion. And it's like, oh, you're going to you're mm. going to be fridged. I can't see. So the, quickly. I, I've, I've called her Miss Fridged. Is that, <laughs> is that OK? I think that's her name. And to be honest, given that we're in the penultimate episode of Clash of the Titles, this for me is the example par excellence oh, it's, of Frigid. It's unbelievable. Unreal. The woman barely talks it's, and that's it. Gone. Yeah. And I don't like it actually when he says I can't I can't even see the road, sweetheart. <laughs> I don't like him calling her sweetheart. But otherwise we wouldn't know who she is. She's just some sort of very enthusiastic co-worker. Use, use her name pro oh, yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. So, I yeah. thought, which I don't know why I thought this, it's just doing this podcast for too long. So the big boulder goes through the roof of the car and he's like, Sweetheart, 
sweethearts mm. or whatever. And then you he, he's going to pull her head to have a look. And I was like, I bet half her fucking head's yes, gone. Yes, that would have been better. But it's not. No, <laughs> She's just no, been family film. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she, you know, it's the ultimate example of a character being fridged because we That cut... gives him his pain yes. and his story and his motivation. Well, we cut to four years later and he's doing press-ups because he's sad. <laughs> I forgot about the press-ups. <laughs> But he has a nemesis now, and his nemesis is a volcano. Oh, yeah. But Killed he, his wife. <laughs> just oh, no, not his wife, his girlfriend. Apologies. A volcanologist yeah. doesn't need a volcano to be his nemesis. It doesn't need to be his if enemy. If anything, no, they're, they're he loves the love them. of his life. Yeah. yeah. And Marion probably would have been chuffed to get killed like that. There's a lot of that in both of these films where it's like, well, we just want to see the show. And it's like, but it's going to kill you. We'll get to the show. We'll get to the show on Thursday. But but when something's going on in the Northern Cascades around Dante's Peak, uh, Harry sees an opportunity to defeat that enemy. <laughs> Although he does say, what is boss? What are the chances? Well, about 10,000 to one, I'd say. It's like, so you don't know what you're talking about then because no. you are categorically wrong. <laughs> categorically wrong. So he heads off to this beautiful part of the world where <laughs> Mayor Rachel Wando, played by Linda Hamilton, is accepting a somewhat specific award for her town being the second most desirable place to live in America with a population of less than 20,000. Yes, or also the whitest place in the world, TM. Like, oh. Did you see the crowd? Mm. Come on, casting. We can do better than that. I mean, that's been a recurring motif of the last few years doing this podcast shocking. as well. It's shocking. Yeah. Um, that population does briefly increase by two when a couple of out-of-towners head to the hot springs for some nookie. Bit of a shame here, because later on, that's a couple in water, and later on, Pierce Brosnan will go, I would know this amazing fact about if you put a frog in a glass of water mm. and you gently boil it, it, they will stay in it. It's like, do it to the couple there. Yes. <laughs> like they're in a body of water. Yeah. Heat them up. So they're like, this is lovely. Yeah, and yeah. then they boil to death. Yeah, but the, the water heats up and they fry. It heats up instantly. Yes. Um, but here's one of my facts. This one's interesting. Go on. Uh, in reality, um, that wouldn't happen because when magma no. hits water, it does not boil. It just explodes. The water explodes. Yeah. Great. They, they'd explode. So they would have gone... Pointing yes. out. Like, we could have watched yeah. this couple explode. <laughs> Naked out of the pond. Again, I guess they're making sort of a semi-family film, so I they see. shine away from... I mean, obviously there's some heavy stuff later, but actually they do cut away it's from so some of It's so rude that they're out of towners as well, like because they're like, well, we couldn't possibly kill anyone. Not yet. We won't yeah. kill anyone from town yet. Yeah, but it does cause a problem for the plot later on. Uh, but Harry discovers that the water's acidic and both trees and squirrels are dying. Uh, so a council meeting is called... Um, but as I said in my introduction, the entire town is the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> uh, and so they're refusing to believe that the heat is on. Uh, there's also the small matter of not wanting to scare off a businessman who's investing $18 million in the area and bringing 800 jobs to town. Maybe non-white people will be getting those Maybe. jobs. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's not clear why he's investing. Or, 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 or what, what the factory or, yeah, is. Yeah, what's going on no there. No idea what no. that would do to the economic balance of the town. No, no thought given. No. Was the town poor? Does it need that level of investment? No. It looks all right. Underdeveloped. Yeah. Underdeveloped. Um, so then the US Geological Survey come to town, including Harry's boss. You mentioned him, Hallahan. Uh, we know him famously from The Thing. Oh. Awful things happened to him in The Thing. Uh, yeah. uh, played by Paul uh, Dreyfus. Um, and he sort of undermines uh, Harry's efforts to put the town on alert. Shuts it down. Because he admits that he once bankrupted a town for mistakenly doing that previously. Well, you wouldn't move there, would you? That's the thing. So I get it. 
I thought that was quite, it's quite boring, but it was quite interesting. People move to San Francisco and Los Angeles, though. So true. They do. They flock there, in fact. <laughs> I want to live there. <laughs> they love it there so very much. You can't stop them. <laughs> uh, based on something that happened, though. Right. So in 1980, uh, there were rumblings at the Mammoth Lakes in California that there was this seismic activity uh, that was the result of magma moving around. Um, so when the geologists expressed their fear that there was going to be an eruption at those lakes, uh, the tourists stopped coming and the local community's economy Just was collapsed. ruined. But the volcano never blew and it, it, the, the locals went nuts. They began threatening the geologists. And that agency has since changed its policy to be careful about scaring the public unless they're sure of danger. Um, so I found this article that the Associated Press wrote about this film in 1997. And according to the experts back then, Dalton would probably have been sacked for calling on the city council meeting so quickly. Right. Interesting. So um, there's a visit to the peak of Dante's Peak by a chopper, but she's quiet. She's quiet. She's quiet. Um, uh, Harry claims he's better at volcanoes than politics, but he charms the bear enough that he's soon eating dinner with the single mum and her two kids. <laughs> this pair are so desperate. Like one dinner and they're like, tell me absolutely everything. Everything. Not a problem. We'll everything. Do. Why I'm single. What's yeah, going on. what's going on. I mean, they're both lovely looking people. Yeah. Bit of a connection. Maybe. I don't, I don't mind them as a couple. I don't like that ongoing coffee joke. I find that really galling. No, apparently geologists drink a lot of coffee. So does everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. Do you not? So, so I don't know if there's certain jobs where they drink. Do you they not drink... coffee at all? I don't like it, no. Is this one of these things I always forget really important things like that? I would offer you a coffee. I wouldn't be offended. I've known you for years. I wouldn't be offended if you offered me a coffee. <laughs> you should be, though, because you will have told me. I didn't drink tea until recently. Okay. I don't even know why I drink I don't know it. how you relax. Did coffee relax you? No, good point. How do you wake up? <laughs> uh, I had tea now and okay. it sort of warms me up. Yeah. And then in the summer, I'm not so bothered. You just don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, enough about me. Not um, this week, you don't, because you haven't got any. Oh, no, you've got electricity. Yeah, the kettle, the kettle works. Kettle's fine. Yeah. Everything else is fine. I had bath in kettle water. Brilliant. Mm. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, at this dinner... Um, Harry entertains the kids with some napkin magic. Now, yes. Vicky, I have a question for you. <laughs> Do you know what the question's going to be? Would that pass muster with the kids, as in that, that napkin trick? How does that compare with Jude Law's Mr. Napkin Head in the holiday? <laughs> <laughs> you can't come for Come Jude close. No. no. No way. But it is Pierce Brosnan. I know, I don't... like. I, I think I'm not the right generation to be ruffled by Pierce Brosnan. I've, I appreciate his work a lot, mm. but obviously I don't find him attractive. Did he not give you a funny feeling when you were a kid? And he no, he, no, it's a valid question. No, not at all. I, I, there's something about him I don't really care as well. Yeah. In, in terms of the... He's just a, he's good looking. Yes, but there's something, he's a nice voice. Yeah. But there's something I mean, just missing. He's a good actor and he's great in some films. Yeah. Finding <laughs> this. Yeah, no, okay, well, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. And then again, I'm not massively attracted to Jude Law but it's you that's taught me about the glasses the glasses come in the on. holiday but have a think about it for a minute and yeah. then come back to me uh, and, and, and Mr and he's, I, he's I find... a, what is he book editor or something <laughs> and he's a widower are you joking <laughs> yeah, but Mr Napkinhead it feels like a red flag <laughs> yeah it does because it, it, it seems like he's done it before <laughs> and so and it works so 
he's practiced it in the mirror potentially, <laughs> or he's done it with other children. Yeah, he has. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's less cute now, actually. You're right. Oh, shit. I've spoiled the holiday. Um, anyway, um, Elf. Yeah. So uh, back to the volcano and the geologists set up a giant robot called Elf. Which That's is, worth half a million pounds mm, built, and they kick the shit out of it. Who's, who's it built by? NASA. NASA. Yeah. We hear that a lot in the film. And yeah, yeah it doesn't work. Um, this is true. Right. Uh, NASA really did build a robot to climb into a crater and it was named Dante. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it had these spider legs, like the kind of the one in the movie, and, and they used it to climb into a crater in the Antarctic. And how did it not work? Uh, I don't know if the NASA one didn't work. Right. I do not. That I, I think that might be just the film version doesn't. Right. Okay. I don't uh, think you should keep kicking it anyway. I think it's um, a mistake. Okay. It's not a car. I mean, I'm saying that modern cars, you don't kick them either, do you, to get them going? Old cars, yes. Modern cars, no. You don't kick anything in real life to get it going. <laughs> That's a, that is a movie. It is a movie thing, but my old van, you could kick it and it would go. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, I've told you this story. We had a mechanic who charged us 100 euros and all he did was go underneath it and hit it with a rock mm. a lot. And then he was like, That's money. And I was like, I can't. I can't believe I'm actually going to give you money, but fine. Turn it off and on again. Yes. Um, yeah, the guy today was hitting my boiler quite hard. With, with a, a rock. Uh, with a spanner. <laughs> um, so they take Elf up a mountain and a minor earthquake causes an avalanche and one of Harry's team uh, breaks his leg, meaning Harry springs into action and bravely rescues him and airlifts his colleague to safety. Yes, because he's of, a hero. Yes, we have to have a heroic moment. Um, it feels a bit contrived, but it also feels quite James Bond. Yeah. And that is Pierce Brosnan up that rope. Uh, Donaldson said... I feel like I could tell, actually. I thought he'd be the sort of guy that was like... Yeah, he said he wanted to, and Donaldson wasn't sure, but said, fine, Fuck do it. it if you really want to. But, of course, it was the day the studio head came to the set and said... <laughs> That's what not Pierce Brosnan up there, is it? What are you doing? What are you doing with I'm just going to go have a quick chat with Pierce. Ah, yeah, now, listen, about that, uh, I think he's having a wee. I'll be back in five minutes. But good for Pierce. Uh, much respect. Uh, then there's more scenes of Harry trying to convince the town of the danger they're in and more scenes of the town refusing to believe him. Yeah. Stuff's just boring, isn't it? Um, in spite of the fact, two people cook to death yes. in a spring. Yeah. I feel like that's evidence of something going on <laughs> that maybe we should pause well, everything. Like, it's a volcano or we'll go home. No, no, no. How about it's a volcano or... There's something wrong in that spring. <laughs> Maybe we should look into that. <laughs> so Harry gets drunk and walks Rachel home and is about to shag her. Oh, my God. My favourite bit here. He's like, it's, he says, she's like, oh, I haven't been with anyone for such a long time. And then he goes, well, they say it's like riding. And he, then I was like, OK, it's like riding a bike. And then you mm. don't say the rest of the sentence because mm. everybody knows. And he doesn't only, A, he says, it's like riding a bicycle. That's gross. And then he says the rest of it. It's like riding a bicycle. They say you never forget it. Oh, God. Go away. Yeah, that's a red flag. Okay, we got got several red flags already for Harry Dalton. Stop patronising me with well-known phrases. Uh, Uh, But their shag is interrupted by the drinking water, which turns to sand, meaning the mountains... A ticking time bomb. Great. Uh, but clearly not ticking all that fast no, as they settle a meeting him. at 6pm the next evening. Because he'd said before in a sort of hero dramatic way, if that thing blows, it's going to be with you in one minute. And then they're like, Sandwater, we're having a meeting at six o'clock. He's like, why is no one running for their T- life? Ticking bomb. You've used the phrase <laughs> ticking bomb and we're going to wait till 6pm. The next day. <laughs> in a meeting. Yeah. So... It just doesn't seem like good crisis management it's from poor. anyone involved. Yes. 
Uh, and on that bombshell, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, the volcano finally erupts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. And we're back. And that eruption finally happens during said meeting, meaning Dante's peak finally starts gushing an hour in. And it's pretty great. There's a stampede with people running, power lines falling, bridges collapsing, cars getting destroyed, buildings coming down. Rachel wants to get a kid, but there's a subplot I haven't mentioned yet. The most important subplot in Dante's peak. And that involves Ruth. The mother-in-law from hell. Grandma, love her. She hates Rachel, (laughs) even though her deadbeat son ran out on Rachel and his children. She also hates volcanologists. When he goes up to see her the first time, he's like, we're just a little concerned about the thing. She's like, nothing's going on here, Harry. And it's like, what are you hiding, Ruth? Like, why do you hate volcanologists so much? Man's just trying to help. Because she loves the volcano. Yes. This man arguably loves... meddling bastard. This man arguably loves volcanoes more than (laughs) she does, at least until Sweetheart got killed. It just doesn't track because her only thing could be when you volcanologists come along, everyone in the town gets panicked and leaves. But she lives outside of town anyway and doesn't seem to give a shit about the rest of town. So none of it makes any sense. No, but she certainly ain't moving for no volcano. Oh, no. And this is inspired by real events. Um, the ni- In 1980, when Sound, uh, Mountain St. Helens uh, was about to blow, a local resident called Harry R. Truman, uh, who was living in a failed tourist lodge that he had owned for 50 years, refused to leave. He oh. said, no way, Jose. And he was even interviewed on camera, pointedly warned, Uh, to leave and insisted that the danger was being wildly exaggerated. Oh, dear. And did it not end well? 
At 8.32am on May the 18th, 1980, there was a lateral blast which removed the entire side of the mountain and his body was never found. Oof. So, I don't know, maybe maybe he's still up there. Like, Do just, you know what? He might be fine, might yeah. he? Yeah. Ha ha. He's a mountain man now. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm, off, I'm really off grid. I don't pay any tax now, by the way. So there's quite a lot of, um, there's quite a lot of reality in this movie that is, seems so far-fetched. <laughs> um, uh, so the kids, the grandchildren, go on a suicide mission to, me- to rescue <laughs> her and a bloody dog, even though she clearly at this point deserves to die. Yes, she does. She's, she's really, really unreasonable. Yes. Uh, then there's a car crash in a river, which I didn't see coming. And Harry as hero... He was stuck and he didn't want to admit it. And if that car hadn't crashed into them, they all would have died. But he's like, yep, got it, got it. No, this car is a board. And I mentioned. Then Ash starts falling. Buildings start exploding. Yeah. Exploding. But is I it guess, gas? I guess so. I guess, Well, we've just learned that water explodes when magma hits so it. Anything, so why yeah. wouldn't a building? Um, there's a landslide, uh, which means the whole gang gets stuck at grandma's. Um. And then, yeah, Granny gets it. So, um, so Grandma, so they they get in a boat, yes, and they're sailing on this water, and um, they sing in row, row, row your boat. Oh, so jarring. Um, Not the way to keep the kids calm. And during the boat trip, they realise all the fish are dead because the water is now acid, and that's burning through the boat. So, reality check. Uh, there are acidic lakes associated with volcanoes, but it would take much longer for them to become toxic enough to melt a boat. Great. And if the lake was that acidic, the family would have breathed it in, killing them long before they reached the shore. That's actually quite reassuring. It was a really <laughs> stressful scene. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know what they were going to do to get out. Yes. So I liked it for that. I liked Pierce Brosnan wrapping his jacket around his hand. Yeah. I thought other people could have helped out, to be honest. It's just him yeah. rowing with one arm. If if Linda had got involved, very strong woman, then they maybe would have made it a bit quicker and Granny yeah. wouldn't have to sacrifice herself. And she's Sarah Connor. Yeah. Like, so she can definitely do it. She's tougher than him. Yes, it's 100%. Um, but ultimately, Grandma gets in the water to push them onto shore. She does walk right past the jetty, though. Did you not notice? It's good. She has to... Do something. Yeah. It's her fault that the kids are up yeah, there. Yeah. It's a good grandma moment. But then there's the jetty and she's like, just got to get to the land. And it's like, you could just pop yourself on the jetty, grandma. It's fine. You might live. It results in her legs burning off. Off. <laughs> Sorry. And then they just sort of leave her there. If yeah. you think about it, like on the mountain forever. She dies. She dies. Yeah. But would you not feel bad about leaving her body? I suppose well, it will come I, back when this is over. Yeah, and let's be, it's half a body. It is, yes. Yeah, their legs have body, melted. So. I couldn't believe they carried her as far as they did, to be honest. Yeah, and 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 we get a dramatic emotional moment where she she makes her peace yes. with Rachel before Which, she story wise is good because yes. otherwise the whole family being up the mountain is pointless and yeah. it's just annoying. But yes. the family is mended now in some small way because of what the kids did to rescue grandma and her sacrifice and on we go. Yeah, so I mean genuinely think about it, the kids stuff in this film is better than the daughter stuff in Volcano. Yeah, the daughter stuff in Volcano is very frustrating. Yeah, this is this is very dull. this does make sense. Um so elsewhere the National Guard uh, get, uh, getting everyone out of town, a dam floods, um our family walks through some ash. Harry hotwires a car. Yeah. He drives through a fire, wheels ablaze. <laughs> So it looks like a mistake. <laughs> like, can we make it? Let's find out. Oh, but I've just remembered if we can't make it, we're definitely going to die because we're in a big lake of lava and the car's on fire. 
maybe try and find a way around. But then it's like your tyres are so on fire. I can't believe that they got out of that, but he can drive anything. So James Bond. Yeah. A dog jumps to safety. Stupid. Whatever. Annoying. Um, Hallahan, a kind of villain-ish. But he's very remorseful. I love the scene where he rings Harry to go, you were right. <laughs> it's like, we know. Yeah, yeah. we know. Yeah. It's fine. That's only there so the hero can be properly... Yeah, he, but he's decent. He's decent. He's I mean, right he thing, had yeah. he had logic for, for his reasoning. He did. Um, but he dies on a river in a pretty undignified fashion. <laughs> um, but it isn't as bad as what they say later when they tell Harry. It really is the movie's most chilling line. At least he saw the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this, uh, it's just, it's not worth dying but over. But they do a similar one in Volcano. So maybe that is just the thing we don't know about because we're not in the natural sciences. Yeah. But if you are in that sphere, you would love to see it. The most honourable thing you can do is die watching the thing you love. Yeah. Does yeah. that mean I'll have a heart attack watching Crystal Palace win the FA Cup <laughs> final? God, it probably does. <laughs> do you not think? Oh, that's made me run cold that you said that because I think you've just predicted your own end well I, I say it because when I was a kid I'm pretty sure I saw a guy die at Crystal <gasps> Palace no yeah sitting I can't know, next to me or in front of me and he was a very old man oh my god and when the final whistle went he keeled over I'm guessing heart attack and he looked dead well that's why there's first aid cover now at large events mm. and so yeah I mean I don't know what happened to him you know, this was pre-internet. And, and then, oh my god, it was you from the, you saw you. <laughs> oh god, oh god. my Terminator yeah. moment. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but what I do remember, it was a very, very dull nil-nil draw. So not and worth it. Was very it. cold that night. Was it worth it, mate? No. Should have stayed. If in. it stayed home. Yeah, watched a generation the game or whatever was on at the time. Yeah, I just it just made me. It really it really affected me the fact that it had been a boring match. <laughs> not maybe not then because I was like seven, but when I got older, I was like, couldn't it have been a four three win? And he scores the winner in the ninetieth minute against then, Liverpool. Yeah. And has a heart, it gives him a heart attack, but yeah. he heard the final whistle. We never know when our numbers up. No, and it might be. It's most likely to be something quite dull if I'm, we're lucky. I'm just reading. There's a, there's an incredible book about the making of Dazed and Confused. It's a huge hardback, and it's got everyone in it talking about it. And it's a really fascinating story. And I'd forgotten that McConaughey's far. It's his first movie, and his father died a week into the shoot. Oof. I mean, he was he was only in two or three scenes. Yeah. But yeah, his father died between his first scene and his second scene. But his father famously died while having sex with his mother. Right. I'd forgotten this. Right. Uh, but what I didn't know, but I learned in this book, is, is they said he'd, he'd spent years telling his boys, now I'm going to go out having sex with your mother. Wowzers. He called it. Right. Like Babe Ruth pointing to where he was hitting that baseball and then hitting it there. So he must have known that he had a health condition because every time he did it, his chest tightened up. <laughs> Maybe it made it more exciting. <laughs> His mother, his mother, I mean, sorry, this is all stories from this book. I'm gutted we'll never get too dazed and confused because yeah. I'm getting so much gold. But his mother said at the funeral he, d he did finish, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't be mad at him. <laughs> no, they're, they're quite a family of characters, the McConaughey's. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, so McConaughey's dad knew how he was going to go out and, and, and maybe and I now do. you do Maybe too. I do. Well, you know what? If I've had a good innings... Then fair enough. I'm sort of mixing my metaphors now. And, 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 and it is the, we <laughs> win the FA Cup up. final, finally. <laughs> yeah. My number's up, but that number is 4-3 to Crystal Palace yeah. in the FA Cup final. I think you'll be secretly mad that you wouldn't get to join in the celebrations because I think in your head, which I think is fair, yeah. there's like an ultimate party after that event because it, yeah, it's so I'm, unusual. Well, it's never it, Well, if it's Crystal, it's never happened. So yeah. for Crystal Palace, that it would be it would last for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> 
at, at least because it's never, we've never won anything. So you anything. could get up to the pearly gates and say, please just let me have the, the party because I've been looking forward to it. And then you could trick God or Jesus or whatever it is that's I up there. I think it's Peter, isn't it? Peter, the, an Peter angel. The, Peter's yeah. the doorman. Peter's the doorman. Pete, Pete, listen. <laughs> I just really want to go to the party. And then yeah. you're like, ha it's 10 years. Please, you, Peter. please, let, can I just go to that Weatherspoons? <laughs> just four pints. I'll be right back, not I promise. Not at Weatherspoons. <laughs> can I go to Crystals? Yeah. Anyone who listens to the Football Ramble five or six years ago will enjoy that Crystals reference. Because there, there was a nightclub at Crystal Palace called Crystals. In that, the grounds? That, that, yeah, that Pete Donaldson always wanted to go to. Aww. And I think he did once. Okay. Um, anyway, back to Dante's sure, Pete. Sure, sure. Um, so where the hell were we? Um, We've got the dog. Yes. Uh, Harry get... Harry and co, they're being chased by a cloud. Yes. And that makes the entire town combust. Yes. And they drive into a mine. Yes. It was set up earlier, in fairness. Yes. It's well set up. It's 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 a quite a well-designed film, I think. There's a piece of writing coming up in a moment that everybody has to go to prison for. But okay. But I'll flag it. Um, and inspired by real events. Right. Is what I read. Uh Montserrat, there was a volcano. Yeah. Uh, everyone died in town. Right. Um, apart from one man who was locked up in the dungeon of a local jail. Oh, right. And so, inspired by that, they stuck them in a mine. I like it. Underground. I, like it. I think it's clever. It's good. Um, so, Harry's looking for Elf to transmit a signal that they are still alive. And he locates it while being crushed. Well, and- this is the thing. So... Two very weird pieces of writing here. They're mm. like, oh, we're in the car. We've made it in the mine. Quick, let's get out of the car. And then he's like, shit, well, I forgot the elf. Are you joking? You forgot it? Shut up. Prison. Prison for you, writer. We can do better than that. <laughs> but the next, my next, I think it's my favourite scene. It's not really. The kids are stressed. And he's like, well, your Uncle Harry's here to like make you feel calm again, like I did with the handkerchief five minutes ago. So he's like, hey, kids, have you ever been deep sea fishing? No, me neither. If we get out of here, and it's like, Harry, what just happened to them on a fucking boat? Mm. Their grandma just died. Are you serious? Their nan got melted. The last time they went on a boat, Harry, their nana melted. And now you are using as the, the bait to get mm. them through this. Bait. We'll get on a boat. No, eight, no. Beep, no. Beep, beep, beep. No, we're not doing that. Mm. And we'll go fishing. They, they're going to be like, oh, well, like the dead fish we just saw, Harry, when nana got killed. What a stupid thing to say to a child. It's so interesting because you're saying that's the worst bit of that scene. Yeah. And one of my changes is a different bit of that speech, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get, I don't even think that's the worst bit of that speech. But um, yes, you're absolutely right. Why would you want to go you fishing saying? with yeah. the man that with, the, with it, doing something that just took Nana's legs? <laughs> um, so he, yeah, he finds the elf and he gets the signal out. And yes. they rescue him before they rescue the women and children. It just feels weird. But it's, the best bit is they get him out. They're like, Harry. And he's like, um, Linda's still down there, by yeah, the way. I've left, I've left the women and children. Oh, yeah. Rachel, with two small kids. Yeah, yeah. No, they're still there. I've, I'll be honest with you. I've done a reverse Titanic. <laughs> I've really messed up here. Um, but again, the scenes of everyone cheering his rescue, uh, Donaldson was inspired by uh, one of the times a girl got stuck in a, a well. Around that time, there was one in America. Yeah. She got rescued, everyone cheering. He liked that scene. And so he put that in his Well, face. fair enough. It's yeah. always a nice moment, isn't it? Yeah. And they it's, all... it's just such a weird ending. Like yes. The elf thing is transmitting because Harry's like, oh, I did it. And then there's a light beeping in a room where his team are. 
And the guy who broke his leg is like, how long's that light been flashing for? And someone's like, well, fucking no. Yeah. Oh, uh, two days. It's like, two days? He was in that car for two days. Two days is an odd choice, well, isn't it? Well, three days without water, you are dead. Yeah. So he oh. seems all right when he comes out, but I don't know how he hasn't gone completely mad. Like, he can't move. He's being buried alive. And isn't his bone sticking out of his leg yeah, or something? Yeah, I thought that was quite good. You never see that in film. I don't see it. Like, sticking out of his arm. When you want to show a significant, no, a serious injury, you show a gash because the bone is like, yeah, for yeah. bloody hell. I quite like that, though. But also NASA are like... Guys, we lent you the elf to yes. test it. The light has been flashing for two days. What sort of test is this? You don't yeah. even pay attention. Yes, it, I, I guess. I guess it's like how a weird anti. How do you end a humans versus volcano movie? This one chose. I know. Yeah, he's like, oh, we've done it, and then the volcano like does a volcano burp at the end to show it's not done yet. No. <laughs> but they live happily ever after and yeah, it's fly all good. off, and yeah. that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So. I don't even know if I need to ask this. What is your favourite scene? <laughs> Grandma, Melty Legs, Bolt Tension. It's maybe the most metal death we've ever done <laughs> on the podcast. She she walks, she steps, she, she chooses to step yep. into acidic water and has her feet and legs burned off yep. to save her family. And it's penance. Half of which she doesn't even like. <laughs> but she, she knows she has to. This yes. is all her fault. Yeah. It's very good writing for I that. I mean, it's just obvious. Um... Most valuable, whatever. Well, having just slagged him off a little bit, it probably is Pierce Brosnan actually, because it's not. It wouldn't be the same without him. This film is very silly yes. and very likable, much as I think of Pierce Brosnan. He yes. gets extra points, and it's coincidental. You mentioned glasses. The way that he uses glasses to look smart is peak. It's just he's very, very <laughs> good at that because yeah. he probably isn't that smart, and he's not a volcanologist. But when I love it in films, where someone <coughs> does it in. Um, I can't remember who does it in Volcano as well. Like you're a glasses wearer, but when you want to make a point for some reason, you take them off yeah. <laughs> because you're like, I'm being fucking serious now. And he is, he's just prime, like holding them in his hand, being like, I'm just being really reasonable. And I've noticed something no one else has. I just love all of that. So I'm going to say Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, you're right. He gets it, doesn't he? He, he, he says all this stupid stuff with a straight face. Yes. And you believe that he believes it, even though you know he's secretly winking at you. Yeah. That's quite clever. And that's quite um, yeah. addictive. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. That's why he's such a good Bond. Yeah. Because all of Bond is, I mean, maybe not so much later, but it's, it's supremely ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Like, I will never forget, I can't remember which one it is, where Denise Richards is called Christmas. <clears throat> because I remember, because I all, as I said the other week, I don't know if you were here, my family tradition was we got sent out of the house to watch whatever was on at the cinema when my mum was getting the house ready for Christmas. And I remember watching the... Bond where and I'm with my family and maybe it's a false memory but I remember him saying I thought Christmas only comes once a year yeah. and I was like what the I didn't know what that meant but I had a, an idea that it was very 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 rude Yeah, and it's like but what but who are you <laughs> like, I mean would Daniel Craig do that maybe but now I think about that line with fondness because <laughs> when Pierce Brosnan says it it's not so creepy you want to like pull your eyes out she was, she was Dr. Christmas Jones Christmas Jones yeah yeah, and we, also, how rude. I mean, if she's going to do it twice, let her do it twice. You should be pleased. Most valuable whatever for me. It's obvious, isn't it? Granny's legs are the most valuable yeah, thing in this movie. Definitely. Until they're not there, they are very important to this film. Um, change. What would you change, Vicky? This is a complicated one to make work, but it's not my job to make it work. It's just my job to say it. 
So I think they need to be an established family and not just essentially one dinner in. Because <laughs> So the only way to make it work is his job nearly got her killed at the beginning, right? Mm. And they've stayed together begrudgingly. They move around all the time. And now she wants to move to Dante's Peak and settle. And he says, no, it's volatile. And she says, no, it's not. You just want to keep moving. She stays. He's right. And then he realises how dangerous his job is and so basically decides to do something else. Or they've split up. He lives there because he loves volcanoes so much. Mm. She's gone to visit him on his like, you know, annual whatever to see the kids because he's a bit of a shit dad. And during this time together, the peak blows up and he rescues his family. But the emotional, uh, it just didn't feel as weighty as it should when they are all cuddling at the yeah. end. And also talking to somebody else's kids, he's very familiar with them. Bearing in mind, he's been around for a bit of like Parmigiana once. Mm. So it just felt off. I don't yeah, know. No. I don't mind for them, you know, just because they've not done it or whatever, it's fine. But he is basically their dad now. Yes. And I just, he might as well just be their dad. So your change is wanting it to be a different movie. A little bit. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so I haven't had as much time to think about this as you. You can just say, yeah, I agree. Uh, I want a line removed. Uh, and. It's funny enough, it's to do with his familiarity with the children. Yeah. Um, in that say speech, sit on Uncle Harry's knee or anything. In like that, that speech where he's talking about them going on a fishing trip, he says to them, I'm going to get you all the yummiest foods. And that. Oh, I didn't know that. It's extremely creepy. <laughs> and it's another red flag. You're a grown man. <laughs> These are not your kids. These are not. Then they're certainly not toddlers. No, one of them's quite old. Yummiest foods. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get you the yummiest foods. <laughs> like, oh. Lollipops. <laughs> Mom, we don't like this man. Well, tough shit, kids, because guess what? You're stuck in a fucking mine shaft with him for two days. Yeah, he might be a pedo. We don't know. He didn't want to fuck me. So. <laughs> oh, my God. At the death, this has taken the darkest of turns. Fucking hell. Uh, they say it's like riding a bike. Really? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Children dear. like bikes. <laughs> oh. No, you're absolutely right. That's a really good spot. And, and remove that line immediately. It's disgusting. <laughs> Imagine typing it. I'm going to get you the yummiest me. We're done. We're yeah, done. Well done. Uh, so that is Dante's Peak. Done. Finally. Finally. And there's no clue for next week as there's no episode next week. <laughs> As the podcast draws to a close. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to end by saying we are back with the very final Clash of the Titles, which is the mighty Volcano. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.